What's up, guys? This is Joe Gatone with Gatone Real Estate. You're listening or watching to my channel, Broker Approved. The whole reason that I'm doing these is to help you be smart about your real estate. Everybody lives somewhere, whether they rent or own, and eventually everybody's going to either buy, sell, or move. So it's important to be smart about those transactions, which is what I'm here for. So today we're going to talk about how your agent gets paid. I have tried to record this several times. It's not only my first podcast, but it is extremely boring of a subject. And I've tried to make it exciting as possible, but it's just really info heavy. And so it tends to be boring when you go info heavy. So I'm actually going to take this example style, put you in the seller's shoes, put you in the buyer's shoes, and hopefully you guys can stick with me through that and not fall asleep. So first thing is I just, I figured I'd start by covering the commission and how agents get paid because money is always awkward to talk about. And, you know, even in social settings with people you trust, sometimes it's awkward when you start talking about how much certain things cost or whatever. So I figured let's just tackle that first, get the elephant out of the room, and then we can move on to bigger, brighter, less boring subjects. So put yourself in a seller's shoes, okay? In Illinois, sellers pay the commission. At least that's what you'll hear people say. Sellers pay commission. It's a little bit of a chicken egg complex, and I'll get to that in a second. Sellers pay the commission and put yourself in a seller's shoes. Okay, you own a home, you want to sell it, and you meet with me. I'll be the bad guy today. All right, so you meet with me, and the first thing that we're going to discuss is value, of course, but to skip the whole process of that and get right to the, you know, cut to the chase, uh, I'm going to charge you 5%. This is me personally. This is actually real. Okay, this is what I actually would charge you. Charge you 5%. There's also a fee with my brokerage that I cover for you, and that actually comes out of my pocket later. Nothing I can do about the fee. So I charge you a flat five, and then of that 5%, I offer 2.5% to a buyer's agent. All right, so when we list the property, we're actually incentivizing buyers to bring, excuse me, buyer's agents to bring their buyers to the house and try to convince their buyers to sell the house so that they can get they can get paid for selling that house. I think that was how it the intent of that was originally set up was like, hey, everyone has their houses listed. Well, why don't we offer to pay someone? Maybe they'll bring them by and they'll like our house better because they're going to get paid, right? That was the idea. Now that's just how it works. Um, if you put something on the MLS, they actually require you to spend at least $100 offering money to the other agent. So you have to offer something to the other agent. Nonetheless, what's offered is up to the agent and their brokerage. And then it's also up to the seller. That's a point of negotiation. Maybe the seller doesn't want to offer as much or maybe they want to offer more than what's common. They can do that. Um, typically, you're going to see a 5 to 6% listing fee and you're going to see two, you know, maybe 2 to 3% offered to a buyer's agent all right so that's the basics of how this is set up okay now one thing i want to note is be there is a relationship there with you and me but there's also going to be a relationship between you and my brokerage the only reason that i wanted to mention that because sometimes there's cancellation fees like if i if you sign up with me for a year to sell your house for a year that's what the listing agreement says if you cancel, some brokerages have a fee for that. 
okay? And the way around the fee is to fire me and use another agent within the brokerage because your relationship and the agency relationship is really with the brokerage. That's who the listing agreement's with. So if I become an idiot and you don't like me anymore, well, you can ask my managing broker for someone who's less of an idiot and continue to work with them without having to cancel our listing agreement. That's really the only reason I wanted to mention that. There is a relationship between you and the brokerage, not just you and your agent. Okay, so moving to the buy side, okay? So first, we'll recap the seller thing. You pay commission as a seller, 5%, 6%. There's no standard, but that's what you're going to see a lot of the time. And then that brokerage and agent offer commission to the buyer's agents. Okay, any of these agents who bring buyers by, they're the ones who are going to pay those agents. Okay, the seller will through their their proceeds. Okay, so put yourself on the buy side, all right? If you're buying a home, you need to be using an agent. That's really point blank. Uh, my whole point on this one is to explain that. If you can only take one thing away from this, take away the fact that you do not have to pay an agent when you are buying in Illinois, okay? Now, of course, this is assuming that agents have value. I think there's probably some of you listening who, you know, maybe are a little anti-real estate agent or whatever. That's fine. But assuming agents provide value, a buyer who's not using an agent is missing out on all of the value that could be provided, even if it's just, you know, convenience of scheduling a showing. Um, all the value that could be provided from an agent is being missed out on because it's not coming from the buyer's side of costs. There's no additional cost to a buyer to use an agent to buy because the sellers are paying commission, like I said. So... If you're a buyer out there and, and you're thinking that there's some sort of cost associated with using your agent or using an agent and that's why you're avoiding it, stop. Call somebody you trust, preferably me. But if you're not around here in the Chicagoland area, call somebody that you trust and use them to help you find a house because they will get paid by the seller and they will add value to your situation. Again, even if the value is minimal, you're not going to have an additional cost by paying them or by using them because you're not paying them. So might as well take advantage of, again, even if it's a minimal value, take advantage of it and get some help. I think there's more than minimal value, but again, that's a conversation for another day. Now, the reason I mentioned that there's a chicken egg complex with where the money comes from and who pays what is because people will say sellers pay commission. It's on their side of the balance sheet when you get your settlement statement and you close. It's on the selling side where the commission is listed. However, the sellers wouldn't have their proceeds, their profit from their house being sold, if the buyer didn't have a mortgage and paid them money or cash, whatever. If the buyers didn't pay money to the seller first, the seller wouldn't have the money or additional money to pay the commission. So it's, again, chicken egg. Like, is the buyer paying the commission through their purchase price to the seller or is the seller paying it? Whatever. I say seller pays it. It's so built into the way that the system works now. It's not just one here and one there that work like this. Every single system or every single home that's listed in the system works like this. So the sellers are the ones who technically pay the commission and the buyers. Basically, it's built into your price buyers. Okay, you are paying the commission in the purchase price. However, it's just it's just set up this way and there's nothing that you can do to avoid that. So if you didn't work with an agent, you'd still end up having to pay that same purchase price. It's just now the listing agent gets double. Let's tackle that. So if you don't have an agent, 
whatever you agreed on, remember back when you were a seller and you talked with me and I told you it was going to be 5% to sell your home. If there's no buyer's agent, I still get all 5% of it. That's what it's going to cost to sell your home. It's up to me and my prerogative that I'm offering two and a half to another side. Now that, to me, that seems a little bit unfair. So what I would do is I would do, there's still time invested from the, from the listing agent side with those buyers who don't have any representation. So what I typically do is I do 5%. This is just me personally, okay? Every, there's no standard. Everybody does this. It does something different potentially. Um, I meant to say not everybody does this. So I do 5% to, set, to list your house and sell your home. If there's no other agent involved, then I'll do it for four. So I discount my rate a little bit because I still have to put in time. It's not completely in half because I still have to do some things for these buyers, arguably more so, because uh, sometimes they're the most uneducated ones going out there without an agent. If they were educated, they would have had somebody to help them for free, basically. So um, that's the basics of buy and sell, how the money is set up. You know, I'm, This is very basic for me, but I... I'm hoping that this is striking a chord with some of you. Maybe some of you haven't bought before, or maybe you bought but you haven't sold before. Maybe you purchased and didn't understand what the heck happened, which is actually what happened to me prior to getting my license. We we purchased a home, and my real estate agent was a good friend of mine, and I knew the whole time I was like, I know he's going to charge us some fee at the end of this thing. Like, there's He's not just working for free, right? Somebody's got to pay this guy. But I had no idea where it came from at the time. So this was really eye-opening for me when I had bought my first home, or even afterwards, actually. So a couple pointers, too, for the buy side real quick, and then I'm pretty much finished here. Um, there's this thing called procuring cause. So determining who brought the buyer, who was the procuring cause of this buyer finding this home and end up, you know, and ultimately purchasing this home. Who was the procuring cause? That's the agent that actually deserves or has earned the commission that's being offered from the buy side. So if you're working with multiple agents, you can really muddy up and, and put who is the procuring cause becomes a very gray area, okay? So don't work with multiple agents, all right? Pick one, stick with them. Don't feel guilty. They get paid at the end of it. I would, I've had people do that for me. They've scheduled showings with other agents because they wanted to save me time. And while I appreciate the gesture, I would much rather be there with you seeing these houses and checking them out. Uh, I had people going to open houses because, again, they didn't want to bother me. Like I would much rather spend the time and go out with you and see these houses in person with you, see what you're thinking, look for problems, show you certain things. It's very important that we're all there together and that we're all able to, to see houses together. Um, so don't work with multiple agents, okay? We get paid at the end. We don't we don't work we don't mind working. So don't forget that. Don't feel guilty. Call your agent when you want to see a place. And the other thing is just piggybacking off of that is on new construction, it's the similar situation. But if you go without your agent the first time, they're gonna make you register with your name and information and all that. And they're gonna keep that information on file. So if you come later with an agent, they will not honor your agent. They will not give your agent the commission that they could have had because they're going to say, well, you're not the procuring cause for these buyers. They came here three months ago. They registered. We have all their information. You're not the reason they're here, buddy. So if you want an agent to represent you a new construction, which I do believe there's value there too, again, another conversation for another time, 
I do believe there's value there too. If you want somebody to represent you on new construction, you need to bring them along the first time that you go visit that construction site. Because again, you're going to register with your agent this time. And now they will not be able, they'll actually contact your agent. Uh, they're not supposed to be reaching out to you personally until after you're under contract. And then they have a process of design and all that stuff. So those are the things just to recap. Sellers pay commission out of the proceeds and profit from their home. Uh, they they list their house with an agent who is charging them a certain percentage. That agent and their brokerage will then offer a certain percentage to a buyer's agent. The buyers do not have an additional cost to work with an agent because they're getting paid by the seller. And even if you didn't work with an agent, the prices and the comps that are out there that you're, you're going to use to determine value you're not going to end up saving that commission. You're going to end up having to pay a fair price because you're competing with other people anyway. So use an agent, get the help and the added value that comes from that if you're buying. And please let me know if you guys have questions, comments, concerns. Don't work with multiple agents. Use your agent for new construction. That's pretty much all I got, guys. Again, comment, questions, hit me up. My cell phone's everywhere. You can message me anywhere. I'm all over social media, at Catone Real Estate. Find me, follow me. Thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.